0: Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between and horror one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad. And that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Hello. And Micah.
1: Yes, I'm I am Micah. I'm not clone copy of him that's for sure this <laughs> is my voice that you're hearing
0: hey, real mike wouldn't say he was not a clone that was weird
1: that's like the last that that that's like the last thing
0: that i would lie about yeah why would real mike lie about that I'm like i don't like this <laughs> why are you talking to third person kill it <laughs> so sit back and relax enjoy our review of the 2017 south korean horror film the mimic I didn't see a tagline. There's probably one there somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Have a code word with your child if they disappear. (laughs) I don't know. Don't let weird kids into your house that sound like your child. There's a lot of taglines out there.
2: Don't go into creepy caves in the middle of the forest.
0: Yeah, you're right about that one. Hit that music. take a seat and take a rest from the
3: curtain, a nod. It's time to listen to the spooky movie squad. <laughs>
0: happy spookies everyone this is episode 301 of this illustrious podcast and the final chapter in foreign horror so this is scary movies from around the world not just america because i mean we, we do scary movies Right, sometimes like barbarian and fresh, and we make shitty ones. But other countries they have a way better track record than we have. So, we are heading into South Korea to crack out a horror film that has a little bit of culture to it. The villain is an actual spirit from South Korean stories
2: historical tradition folklore yeah,
0: tr- folklore that was, it's so it's folk horror i would say so uh for the initiated the mimic is the name of this movie and this story is about a family uh, finding a child in the woods and it's weird this child doesn't want to talk at first but then it starts talking and sounds just like their daughter and starts mimicking a lot of things And it's hard for me to explain without really giving something away. The child is very creepy. And it just builds from there. That's all I can really give you because it just a lot of weirdness to this movie. (laughs) So, Emma, what did you think about The Mimic?
3: I really enjoyed this movie. Um, The opening was very instantly in your face. Oh, my God catches you off guard for two very large reasons the middle of it was creepy but slowed down a lot so when we were watching it Micah was sitting here and he's like wow this is things are not happening and it's true like there's a chunk right in the middle of this movie where things are moving very slowly yeah and you're like bro move move do, do something
0: It's that slow burn feel. yes <laughs>
3: but it started crazy and it ended crazy and it had my emotions all over the place as a mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> had me fucked up so yeah no i enjoyed it it was pretty good micah
1: well since everything that i thought has been said already. <laughs> and I was literally thinking in my head the two words slow burn. <clears throat> yeah, at one point it was just like, okay, this movie is is very good. It's very enjoyable. I'm on board with it. But holy fuck, can we move it along a little bit? <clears throat> like I feel if there were more incidents leading up to it, it might have jumped. Like I did like some of the uh, when when the daughter is playing with that, that stupid little app on her tablet and yeah. then <laughs> the the clown or whatever smiles and Sharp it was like, teeth. oh, no, those teeth. No. <laughs> I thought it was going to go something like that where there was going to be, a, for some reason, a clown or something. But, um, yeah, other than that, overall, it was a fine movie. Like, it, it was very well put together. Um, it didn't hit any moments that were just like, okay, well. What's the next movie? You know, it just it just took forever. It, yeah. it dragged. But um, I can't really... There's not really anything else to say that's negative about it. But we'll we'll talk about it. And it's hard to say things about it without, like, giving away the, the few major plot points yeah, that there. Yeah, that's
2: are, what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <that are> I, <laughs> it was hard for me to kind
2: of work out what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much.
2: So this movie starts and there's, like, um, I don't know, 10 minutes of pure chaos... Where some major shit is happening, and then they come across a cave, and things happen at the cave, and then it switches and it shifts to a completely different family in a completely different area of like Korea. And now they're in the big city, and this other stuff is happening, and you're like, what the fuck? What was all that shit that I just spent 10 minutes on? And it doesn't come <laughs> back until like an hour and 15 minutes in like the shit that was happening at the very start of the movie doesn't come back and get explained until like an hour and 15 minutes in but the rest of the film is otherwise entertaining even though that beginning part just like wasn't necessary (laughs) until you know the very till we get closer to the end um i did like it absolutely yeah and i really liked the um the delve into korean folklore because uh, we haven't really gotten a lot of korean movies that deal with like folklore or like hauntings or things like that most of the korean movies we've watched so far have been about like zombies because they're really good at zombie films in korea um but i really liked that this one was like just flooded in folklore about all this crazy shit. And of course there's always like that one character, like the, the witch or the, the temple guard or whoever the fuck is supposed to like explain the story to the family that has no idea what the fuck is happening to them. <laughs> um, and that was great. Like, cause we got to understand At the same time that the family is getting to understand it, we get the actual explanation of what the fuck is going on and why this cave is such a fucking big deal. And, yeah, it was cool. I think that in general they could have made the creepy thing creepier. For most of the movie. For most of the movie. At the end, the end part, creepy thing, was excellent. It was creepy as fuck. But the the little girl throughout was not as creepy as she could have been for it most of it. It a
3: needed a little more grudge flavor Yeah, to the creepy level of the kid.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: So watching this, just like Katie and actually everybody said, we don't delve really into the folk horror side uh, like the La the Chupacabra's. And there's, there are... Yeah, we've just started dipping into it, but there are tons of scary movies out there. There's Abominable Snowman. I've seen billions of them. Uh, there was one we were going to watch. i got to find it again, but the Sasquatch fights like a Wendigo in it, and I was like, holy shit, that sounds awesome, and I, I can't find it anymore. It, it's out there, but it's really cool to see from other countries just their spirits they're like oh this spirit does this i read a japanese one that its body is a smiley face it's like it's got a weird frog face and it's naked but the boobs are eyes and the stomach is the mouth and it walks up to you if you're walking late outside by yourself at night and it gives you alcohol so you won't be sad but if I saw that walking up to me, I would be terrified. And so it's just it's just a thing that just happens in Japan. Like, this is a Japanese thing that's just out in the world. And if you're by yourself, you might see this naked person just walk up to you and it's like, Hi, what's your name? Like, oh, shit. It's just, I think that's really cool that someone sat down and thought it up. Uh, a kappa is just a frog with water in its, like, skull. And it's evil. But if you trick it to, like, spill the water out, then you win. And it freezes up and you can get away. It's just, it's really cool that they've made these stories, these solid things at this point. You talk about them enough. They are real to someone, and they're just out in the world. And so this story is, once again, something out in the world that you really can't stop. And you're just kind of trying to enjoy the ride and survive, I guess, is kind of what they're going for. But this is a fun-ass movie. I liked it. Um, It was slow. I will say it. It it burned really slow, but they were building back up to the scary. Like everybody said, it started out crazy, and then it's like, okay, you got the first hill of this roller coaster, and you dropped. Now we're this is all loops and straight shots until we build up to the drop again. So I'll get through the story pretty quick. There's not a lot to it really, but there's a lot of questions until they round back around, and we understand what the beginning is. So. This movie starts with a couple driving in a car in the mountains at night and a dog gets hit by the car. It just out of nowhere. Just the dog gets destroyed by the car and the man, he gets out of the car and he takes the body of the dying dog and puts it in the trunk. He opens the trunk and you see a woman in the back and she is bloody and she is tied up and boy howdy, she is not happy. So in the woods, we see this man smashing open a brick wall as that lady and the dog are just off to the side, just dying. And so we see his passenger, another lady, comes up and we discover from their conversations that the lady tied up and bound is his wife and he is going to kill her and stuff her inside of this brick wall and then put the bricks back up so no one can find her so i guess it's the perfect crime in his mind and after he puts the body inside he turns and then he hears the voice of his dead wife calling to him saying like help me and then the voice starts copying what they say and adds it to its building sentences and so uh, we see the brick wall start opening just a little bit. Well, he takes one brick away, and then we see smoke come out of the wall. And that is it of this. So, this is what the lady said uh, the first 10 minutes. I'm like, this is wild as hell. I was like, I thought this was going to be the speed of the whole movie. I'm like, dang, this is a lot. But we move to the mountainside. So, we see a small little family. So, Hee Minho, and their little daughter Junhee, they move to the mountains with Junhee's grandmother. Uh, she is having a lot of mental issues. I don't know if they said what she had. Was it dementia?
2: I think it's like dementia, Alzheimer's. They, I don't think they ever truly explain it. But she is having like memory issues, and I think that's just what it is. Yeah, she She's, has to take pills every day. So, yeah. Um, who knows?
0: So she is having problems. So they, they're hoping that if they move out into the mountainside, uh, the cool, beautiful air, and it looked beautiful there. It's her hometown. Yes. Where she was originally from. It will help her condition. And so finally, the mom and dad can heal because their young son went missing five years ago. And so they seem to not had have had enough time to... Well, for sure, the mom hasn't had enough time to deal with the disappearance of the son because she's dealing with the mom and the kids. It's I don't know. It's crazy. Grief is grief is a tough thing and everyone deals with it in a different way. So the mom has has a lot of denial in her soul about the whole situation. So and that denial comes up as she is seeing the child in town just walking, just like. Wait, that kid that just walked by. Those shoes look like the shoes that our son had. I'm going to chase this kid down because it might be our kid. And then the kid just disappears around the corner. It's like, yeah, you probably made that up. The kid wasn't there. So that that is a ongoing issue with this movie. And we see that the mom, she is dealing with this problem, taking pills. A ton of pills. So I love when horror movies add the side little asterisk that the main character is taking medicine because they're seeing things. And then they deal with weird stuff that they see. And I'm like, oh, is it the pills? Or is it you? Uh, it is not the pills, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so as they make it to the mountains, uh, it seems like the mom or the, the dad, I don't know which one. But they have a, a dog. I don't think it's a dog sitting business or a vet business i don't know what it is they didn't fully explain what their job was yeah they 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 have a nice little room a kennel and they have at least three dogs and in a couple of scenes they're cleaning the dogs and they're feeding them i don't know what the hell their job is
1: well and he well it's it's the dad yeah because he when they first unloaded all the the kennels and stuff from the the moving truck or whatever he was like checking them out with you know their heart rates and stuff like that so he's obviously a vet of some sort but yeah they don't really explain what like if he's just helping them recover or like you know
0: I yeah it was weird (laughs) so from the get-go in this movie we see that the grandmother is just chilling outside on a really creepy chair facing the woods and she hears her dead sister's voice calling for her from the woods and she's like oh that's not good and the little girl uh june he comes up and the grandmother grabs her hand she's like we gotta go and she actually is saying that she's the sister but like i said grandma's kind of losing it and they scuttle inside because like she knows that that's not right a little bit later two children come in search of their doggy hey that picture looks familiar yeah it's the dog from the beginning of the movie that got hit by the car so like i said this is where it all starts. The, the circles are getting closer. So they meet up with the mom. And the mom tells them, hey, I really hope you find your dog. You know, your dog's out there. You just got to keep searching. And the kids hear dog barking from the woods. And they travel into the woods. And they find the brick wall from the beginning of the movie. And they hear barking from the other side. Now, the brick wall isn't completely solid at this point. It's actually got, like, maybe, what, ten bricks out? uh, Big enough that you could crawl through. The older sister is the bravest kid I know. I would not, I would not go through this hole, because I ain't brave. But she, I mean, she's got a phone with a light on it, so I guess that's cooler. But she goes in because she hears the dog whining. And she glances in and sees something moving in the back. And I'd have been like, uh, that looks like a person, maybe? So... As she is searching the dark room with her phone, the phone starts ringing or she gets, uh, I don't know, an alarm or ringtone goes off. She glances down to turn off the ringtone. She glances back up and a set of arms snatch her into the dark hole. Uh, this was a really good jump scare. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. You know, uh, With scary movies these days, she'd be looking into the dark hole. The phone rings. She glances down, turns off the phone, glances back up sees nothing and then the jump scare uh they just cut out the five seconds the middleman and it was just you look down and you're gone i thought it was awesome uh the girl is able to escape she gets back out she is very very uh fucked up not like dying or hurt but like you know the fact that she got yanked into a room by somebody (laughs) but the kids get away uh the kids run to heeon and they are asking for help because that was really, really fucking weird. Um, Hyun finds a little girl in the woods and the girl isn't talking and she seems to be very apprehensive about help. And uh, Hyun actually like reaches out. The kid's like, don't touch me. <laughs> but I'm going to stay here. It's, it's, it's like an aloof cat. Like, don't touch me. So she's drawn away by the, the screams, not the screams, but the calls of her husband and the kids. And the husband enters the hole because he's brave and stupid and finds a bolted door uh he opens the door and a mutilated mutilated woman falls through and she's she's dead but she's doing a lot of moving for a dead person and the husband's trying his best to keep it together uh they do the right thing i guess and they report this to the police uh and the police just like any scary movie seem very useless or the cops seem like they're trying to blame the mom and dad, like, they did this. They're like, hey, can you repeat your story? Like, we already did. Well, do it again. We want to see if it changes. Like, I'm going home. Like, what What are we doing here? Uh, they didn't have anything on them because they fucking left. So that night, the mysterious girl, she comes back, and she's at the house, and she knocks on the door. Uh, the mom, she quickly brings her in, and the girl calls her mom and mimics their actual daughter's voice the fact that they didn't hear it like that's like if me and katie were hanging out and someone new came up and was talking to us she's like my name's katie and sounded just like katie i'm like the fuck like what like did you hear that and Katie's like uh i'm like is it just me like am i losing it but apparently no one else feels it uh it seems like uh, the dad for sure is a bit unsettled by the child because it's just weird that a kid was just out in the woods and then they just saved the kid quotation mark saved it but it's cool the kid doesn't seem that bad and the kid has the same name as their daughter He. that's really un- improbable but I mean it's not impossible so as they bathe this little creepy girl they see signs of abuse all over the girl's body so someone has been attacking this little girl and so we find out that there is some issues between the mom and the dad. The mom has not let go of the fact that their son, that has been missing for five years, might still be out there. And I get it. You don't want to give up on something like that. You know, you, you want to hope for the best. Um, but I don't know. They don't really go deep into the case and what has happened. It seems like the cops have, haven't stopped searching for it, but the dad has started to accept that the kid's not the kid's dead. Uh, but the mom does not want to do that. She is very much not, not in that camp. And so, uh, a lot of the arguments come back to this. So the police, the, the shitty police from the beginning, hooray, they're actually trying for once. I'm happy. Uh, they track down the man from the beginning of the movie. Uh, he is looking bad. (laughs) And he's hearing voices, and he's got eye problems. And when he's alone, it seems like like the Venom symbiote is trying to like crawl into his eyes <laughs> from the side of his head. Uh, he's having a lot of issues. Uh, the detective discovers that the mountain that they live on has tons of missing persons cases. It happens all the time. And a lot of the reports keep going back to the same things, like hearing the voices of their dead loved ones and before they disappear and there's an old photo from the 1980s revealing a man and that same little girl that is now taking residence in our main character's home so at this point the grandmother she has been just eventually little by little she has been going even crazier Uh, it doesn't help that there is not a child in the house that is messing with her and making her go crazy so the grandmother actually grabs a knife at one point in this movie and goes to stab the, we'll just say it's the mimic. We, we, are, we know it's the mimic. The family doesn't know it, But she goes to stab the mimic. The mom stops her, and grandmother's like, I don't even know if she says a lot of words, but she's going for the kill, and the mom stops her. So now the grandmother, she covers the house's mirrors in tape because she says that's how this thing is getting through And getting into the house is within the mirrors, which is a really cool idea. And I wish they did more of it earlier in the movie, but it was a slow burn. You can't just have creepy people coming through mirrors early in the movie. So she finally breaks down when she hears her sister's voice and she follows the voice to the cave behind a brick wall. (laughs) So the father goes to search for her and he disappears also. So now, on the mom, she goes to their neighbor, a blind woman that popped up earlier in the movie, and boy howdy, she was very, very creepy and said a lot of ominous things about don't trust, don't trust the little one or the, the eyes and saying a lot of things like that and like just say hey that kid's not right, but I guess you can't say that when you're an ominous person you have to say just weird weird shit. So the neighbor explains that long ago there was a shaman in these parts that had a little daughter the same girl that you uh, are dealing with and so the shaman willingly served a spirit that resides in the mountain and it is called Ooh, i'm gonna mess it up is is it the Zan?
2: i don't remember they just refer to it as the tiger in the subtitles
0: yeah or the tiger it was a tiger uh to get more powerful so this tiger i'll tell you now it can mimic any sound and it uses this power to draw people deeper into the forest so it can eat them um it's not just voices i looked up uh more about this tiger it can copy the sound of water so if people were in the forest and they were like man i'm really thirsty It would make the sound of running water like, hey, there's a lake nearby. Let's go to the lake. And it's like, and it comes out and eats them. So uh, this tiger is legit. If you're lost in the woods, it is the worst thing to have to deal with. So we find out that the shaman uh, gets inhabited by this tiger and starts abusing the daughter. So the little girl, all those marks on her, it's from the evil dad and so he sacrifices his own daughter to appease the spirit of the tiger so now they are both cursed just like in the grudge (laughs) um him and the daughter they can imitate voices because they are luring in victims to sacrifice so the woman tells the mom don't trust that little girl and those who give in lose their eyesight so that's something you have to give up If you're in cahoots with this spirit. So uh, the tiger uh, attacks June Heed, a little girl. And there's a chase scene. The girl's trying her best to get away from this, this thing. And the mom actually... So it's weird. The tiger's daughter saves the girl. And for a second I thought the girl was just there to kill the real girl. But no, she seems to be a friend for a little bit. It's the damnedest thing. So the mom shuts the real daughter in her room and paints over the mirrors and tells her not to trust any voices that come to the door and call the detective if she does not come back. So she's setting up for a, I might not make it through this. So the mom asks the tiger spirit's daughter to guide her to her husband and the grandma. They get into the cave and they are chased around by the tiger spirit. And they end up in this area full of mirrors. This part of the movie is pretty cool because we get more of the monster and it looks really, really cool. So the mom is slowly going crazy because of the voices. She's hearing her son again. She's hearing the husband, the daughter, everybody. And still, she is, like I said, she has been taking medicine. I don't think she is taking that much at this point. So she is very much kind of losing it at this point. So, uh, she almost gives in until Minho, uh, the dad, uh, apparently he's blind at this point. Uh, Once again, the the symbiote, like, little things. It's like, I guess that's how you lose your eyesight because the spirit's, like, using it. Or, like I said, I wish there was more they explained about this part of it. But they break the mirrors. Well, the biggest one and the spirit, like... Gets destroyed! Hooray! And then the shaman's gone too! Hooray! <laughs> so at the cave opening, um, unfortunately the mom she cannot resist her son's voice, and she turns back. She goes back into the cave. Um, that her, shit broke me. Yeah, it's it's funny. I just assumed because they defeated the bad thing or tried to, that everything was going to be all right. But then I realized, realistically, if the person had issues, those issues don't go away if you fight a monster. You still got issues. You probably got more issues now because you fought a big scary monster. So the dad tells her that that's not their son, but uh, she returns to the little girl, and they go back into the cave. And the dad heads outside. And that is the end of the movie. It does not end that happy. At least the daughter, the real daughter's got a dad. But the mom, she's gone. Because she thinks there's a chance that the son might be in there.
3: Well, honestly, it was very symbolic the way it ended. I did not care for the unfinishedness of the ending. Yeah. But the little girl saved the real girl and let the dad go so yeah. that the little girl could have like an actual real dad that wasn't a piece of shit to her. And that little girl before the shaman did his bullshit sacrificing his daughter, all she wanted was her mom. Yeah. And so now she has. Yeah, she's got a mom. A mom. And I was like, wow, that was really fucked up. That <laughs> whole like the the last 30 minutes of that movie, I was like Oh my God!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So speaking of that, Emma, uh, who was your favorite character in The Mimic?
3: The mom. Yeah. I loved the mom. She was very protective. She was very, very maternal. She was so sweet to that little girl. She's like, I don't even know you. I don't know. I I don't know, but you're you're my kid now. Sure, yeah. you can call me mom quickly. Just so loving. And I loved that. It was sweet, Micah.
1: I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm actually gonna go with the dad, except for one scene that kind of irked me a little bit when he was like, "Did you take your meds today?" Yeah, like that 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 one scene kind of got to me, but because that was just a really shitty thing. It's it, it's like a guy who's like super douche and and it's like, "Oh, is this are are you, are you having your period again right now? Is that why you're being such a bitch?" You know, like yeah. it, that's how it kind of felt, but the dad was trying to do everything he could to help his family, like move on and have a better life. Um, His, his one major slip up was, you know, not vetting his real estate agent and the property that they were (laughs) moving (laughs) into uh, for creepy caves that are on your property that might be cursed or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, he, he did his best. And then it was kind of like, dude, we got to go like we're, we're going to get out of here. Like he tried to like get the mom out of there. Like he was like, look, I'm willing to stay if I can help you get out. And then they were both able to kind of get out and they helped each other. Yeah. And then only for the mom to go, "Mm, I'm a stay. Yeah. And he's like, okay. You know, he did everything he could to try to help her move on. And she just, by the end, I think it was just kind of like the, well, I, you're you're not gonna move on. I yeah. mean you made the choice to, to kinda just be with this sorrow, which isn't a bat like it's not a knock. Like obviously that happens, you know. But it felt like he was making the effort and yeah. you know, and was willing to make the sacrifice at the end only to be the one that gets to get out, you know. So I'm I'm gonna go with the dad.
2: Uh I agree with Micah. I really like the dad in this movie. I felt like he was just the right amount of cautious and protective of his current family. Whereas the mom was so... She was kind of blinded by her grief. Um, and was just like, oh, this kid needs help. Which, yes, I would help a kid for sure. But, like, the second shit started getting weird with the kid. Like, the, <laughs> there was multiple times where the dad was just like, hey, have you called the police yet? Like, this girl this missing girl that we found like her parents are somewhere and they're going through what we went through with our son like it's not okay for us to keep her you need to he kept saying like go take her to the police station like she needs to go and he was just trying his best to help his wife through a horrible situation and kept getting thwarted at every turn just because it's a horror movie and that's what happens in horror movies but I thought the dad was, the dad was doing really well. And, you know, he was trying to fix his family in the face of creepy haunted cave thing. So, Otis.
0: Katie beat me to it. Uh, Well, Micah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> beat me to it. Uh, The dad, he was great. You know, sans the few lines, but I'd, I'd, I had a feeling he wouldn't be perfect. You know, there'd be something where he kind of leans back to the fact that you sure you didn't see that? You know, are you sure you're not making it up? Because I feel her seeing their son out in the world probably wasn't the first time. She's probably seen this kid multiple times because she had a box full of missing posters and things like that. So probably everywhere they go, she takes out the posters. She's like, I know I saw him. I saw him. Maybe he got here. It's like, how could he have gotten this far? Like, th- that's crazy. But it's like, what he could have. I'm like, yeah, he could have, but probably not. Uh, but no, the dad did great. Uh, I, I was rooting for him toward the end, man. It's like, I just, I just want my wife. But I guess not. So, Emma, who, who is your least favorite character in this movie?
3: I'm going to go with the shaman. Cause... Oh, the
0: blind crazy lady? Or the, oh no, the no, villain shaman.
3: the dad. Yeah. That the straight dad. up he sliced his dad. wrists, said not enough, went and got his daughter and said, all right, take her. Only after treating her like absolute shit, beating the tar out of her, like, absolutely not. No. Sign off right now. The end. Bye.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the easy one. I, I like good dad. I don't like bad dad. Yeah, bad dad was bad. Bad dad was bad. <laughs> um, and the... the my least favorite part of the movie was when he was falling apart after the glass gets shattered and he, the CGI was really bad. Yeah, it was <laughs> really bad. That's the one thing Korea hasn't quite figured out is their, uh, <laughs> their CGI department. Well, that's
0: always the downside. If you see a monster and it's on the screen for a little too long, you like, you get to really look at it and you're like, Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I
1: kind of <laughs> missed the old early two thousands and nineties crappy low def versions Mm -hmm. because cgi just looked better when you couldn't see it yeah our (laughs) eyes are spoiled i say
0: it all the time our eyes are absolutely spoiled because technology has upgraded so fast like 4k can look like ass now which is sad but yeah uh,
1: my other least favorite thing about this movie is the fact that when the parents found this little child number one the first thing is uh the mom ditches the child like hey stay there i'll I'll, you lost child i'll be right back like (laughs) wait what and then the the child comes to their house and they're like instead of calling the fucking police and trying to figure that out they're like no we will bathe you and we will pet you and we will love you and (laughs) nobody's none's the wiser you know like call the Fucking cops. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, you're not going to try to help this poor child and figure out what's going on? Like, yeah, somebody
2: What, what kid. the hell? <laughs> what well, goes with the mom's insane distrust in the police because they couldn't find her son? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the so fact she... that it wasn't even brought up. Like, oh, yeah. I know that the dad was just trying to he keep the trying, mom together. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, was just like, call the what this child is alive (laughs) so i mean get her out of here like
0: like one night just have the kid somewhere to sleep and then like okay yeah and then but four nights
2: later when she's still there uh so my least favorite character in this movie was the mom Mm -hmm. um for all the reasons we've already talked about she was all over the place and i understand that grief does wild shit and like i don't know she put this other kid ahead of her kid the well-being of her own family like her da- daughter that was very much alive and decided like this little girl needs my help it's very similar in fact to um orphan yeah uh completely different reason that shit went sideways but similar in that this mom is like oh yeah I'll bring in this orphan child and I'll take care of them and then the orphan child is fucking nuts and wild shit happens with the family but the parents are just blinded by the fact that they like this orphan person or the mom in this case and it was just like it was weird I un- I get it grief fucks you up and even though she wasn't taking her pills there's still something in me that just can't get over the fact that she kept choosing the mimic over the safety of her family like not okay it was not okay
0: yeah uh, second to third act mom uh, like Katie beat me to it uh, there's a lot to this and like I said grief man It people deal with it in their own way some people don't ever get over it and she left like a little ember in her heart that the kid was alive her son and she meets a kid that can sound like her son. Shit, that's set her off the edge right there, you know? It, it's a little girl, but can sound like the son. That means there's a chance that maybe somewhere out there the son's there. I don't get the justification, but I don't have a missing kid. And I haven't dealt with a tiger that can impersonate him. So, I, like I said, she, is, she was dealing with a lot. So, let's do seven word synopsis uh katie
2: mom's inability to cope leads to demise and demons chose kids for sympathetic adult hearts and dad saw through facade girl ain't right
0: <laughs> uh i have one uh, kid has the same name that's weird <laughs> i just you know it's like hey my name's otis It's like my name's otis otis also Hmm. That's weird. I don't meet a lot of me's. <laughs> I don't like that. What's your last name? Same last name. Nah, I gotta kill you, <laughs> Micah.
1: Honestly, the only one I have right now is "Good Dad." Good. Bad Dad is bad. <laughs> yeah. That's actually. I was trying to think of something clever with the, with the tiger, but it it's really hard to make it seven words.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, actually, your synopsis of Good Dad is Good is actually a legit one. Yeah. Because it's a bad dad.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that was a bad dad, and that was a good dad. Yeah,
0: legit bad.
1: Oh, that's
3: good. Oh, that's (laughs) That's bad. bad. (laughs) Can I go now? (laughs) Okay. Wasn't she dead? Opening line of nightmares.
0: Oh, jeez.
3: PSA, friends. Don't open creepy forest doors. And then I have two alliteratives. Ooh selfish shaman sacrifice shows sketchy spirit servitude God damn and then it. cave caterwauling creature creates creepy character copycats
0: sweet <laughs> so this film came out august 17th 2017 it's it's really cool for you know being what 6 years old mm-hmm. pretty legit so i cannot find a budget but there is a box office mm-hmm. so what do you cool kids think the box office for the Mimic was? Katie.
2: Again, let me shoot high ish. I don't actually know. $50 dues. Emma. $12 yens.
0: Micah.
1: $750 dinks.
0: I get where Micah was going. It was pretty smart, but he went a little too low. So the box office was $9.4 dues. Oh, damn, all right. <laughs> so he went low, a little too low. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, It it did great. People enjoyed this movie. Um, The 10th day of its release, the film earned a total of $7.3 million. So within a week and change, um, the first South Korean horror film to have accrued more than a million viewers in four years. Uh, It seemed like people really enjoyed this movie. I I liked it. So... Um, Minority kill count. That's a big old zero. Once again, a film where everybody just kind of looks the same. So the number, uh, the number going into the fifth annual Halloween screamathon is 373 and a Tito turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires. So real quick before we get out of here, um, This is the end of the month. This is the end of the season. So I'm going to go through the movies that we've done. And I just want to see what everybody thought was their favorite. So the first one of the month was Demons. And so that's the one where the two girls go to the movies. And it's full of zombie demons. And just it's madness. There's a motorcycle. You love the 80s. Well, here's
1: the 80s crammed down your throat.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's motorcycles. There's samurai soids. It's awesome. The second episode was Virus 32. So that's the one with the zombies where if they attack something, they freeze up at 32 seconds and you get to scoot away and stay alive. And then we have The Old Ways where we meet up with a an unfortunate kidnap victim <laughs> in Mexico and she is trying to get an evil spirit out of her body and become a bruja of her own right. And then Juan the original version of The Grudge. So that's a haunted-as-fuck house, and you die if you go in. And then tonight's episode, The Mimic. uh, It's people and kids and everything else in between sounding like everything else. It's creepy. So, Katie,
2: what movie did you enjoy this month? The Old Ways. Yeah, Old Ways was fun. That was my favorite. I loved its tie-in to, like, my... Ancestral tie in, I guess, to this movie. I loved that it was about witches. We don't, haven't gotten to do a lot of things about witches that isn't like super campy, like hocus pocus style. Uh, And this was very more, much more focused on like true witchiness and like wild ass shit happening. And that movie, the old ways, did the best thing that they could have done in that film was by not showing the bad guy the demon until the very end and when it would scare you exactly the most like we've complained a lot in the past about them showing the demon thing way too early them giving you too much face time with it making it less scary than it needs to be and the old ways did a really good job of holding out until the very end for it to be just absolutely right and like jump out at you from the shadows and then it was gone and it was excellent (laughs) emma
3: i would have to agree um that movie slapped it close second was virus 32 almost to a point where i could not choose between the two of them yeah i really liked virus 32 um just the premise of Violent zombies get too violent, so they freeze for thirty-two seconds, and you're like, "I'm sorry, did you so short circuit? Like, <laughs> my bad." But no, the uh, the old ways, it was what the Babadook should have been. Yeah, where we're not having the land before time, sharp tooth sound, we're not having too much view of the demon. It's just enough that it's creepy. And then it's gone, and you're like, "Oh no, thank you, goodbye." Yeah. But that that movie was absolutely incredible, and I could really see a series or a bunch more movies, or you know anything coming off of that and doing really well. So, Micah.
1: Agreed, easily. I mean, it was the best put together movie out of all of them. Uh, didn't need a whole lot didn't need a huge cast didn't need a big set no made do with really great acting and and pretty damn good writing um, yeah uh, virus 32 definitely scratched my itch for a zombie movie and it definitely gave some 28 days later vibes which is yeah. really cool with the soundtrack and yeah the, the music for was it. perfect yeah um, also seemed like a low budget didn't need a big set didn't need a bunch and and they did a twist on zombies like which is always a good thing you know they tried to do the smart zombie thing which i hate but didn't overdo it so i'll take anything that tries to stay away from it but having that 32 second kill switch on them was a really cool idea i i was i i liked that um yeah I mean, that, that's kind of how it goes. I'm sure we're all going to have the same answer on yes. this one. <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to be a little different. So uh, when I'm scratching my uh, 80s itch or just absurd, scary movies, I love Demons. That was a movie I watched when I was a kid, a little too early. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I just remember the, the motorcycle and the samurai sword and shit. It's stupid, but I love that movie. Uh, but if I had to go with something newer, uh, it's a tie and it's this two movies everybody else was talking about i loved the old ways and it's fun to see other cultures and we haven't done that much just from mexico and i thought that was really cool and katie really dug it you know Uh, it was fun to see And virus 32 it was damn violent and i liked it it had some hokey spots but i don't even know hey i killed this rat they're all frozen now. I'm like, that is the longest 32 seconds I've ever seen. That was five minutes. But, eh, what are you going to do? So, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about the Mimic or the month in question?
2: Give them all a shot. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, definitely watch The Old Ways. You can skip The Grudge. But uh, definitely watch The Mimic, The Old Ways, Virus 32. Those were straight up bangers. Okay
0: so with that that is the end of this season so if you have any other cool fun facts about I don't know little kids talking like other kids voices and shit like that don't tell me but you can tell Katie
2: at Presents at gmail.com
0: oh you did it wrong again but it's fine
2: I don't fucking know what you're talking about the tweet you always do the
0: tweet first but you can tweet Because you say
2: tweet us at. You didn't say tweet us at. You could find us at, is what yeah. you said. You fucked it up.
0: Yeah. Well, you can tweet Katie at
2: <laughs> Allentown Pod. We
0: have an email, it is
2: Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have
0: a Facebook at
2: Allentown Presents.
0: So this was episode 301 in the pocket, in the books, out of sight. Uh, this is it. This is the end of the fourth season of Spooky Movie Squad of Allentown Presents. Um,. And so, I will say, you know, a, a bit light towards the end of this season, uh, we had moving, we had people leaving the state, we had sickness, we had a lot of things, cars catching on fire. Uh, a lot of things changed, and so not as many reviews came out, but we kept strong with the scary, which is what started this whole thing. So, thank you for sticking with us, and hopefully in the next season, we'll get back onto the spotlight movies and do things like that and there's other stuff i have obligations blood oaths i made to the sky so there's things i have to do but the music you listen to right now hopefully it's still going that is flipping the combined effort flipping the ce anywhere you can find them studio fetus or fetus artwork thank you so much for our artwork and i'm gonna talk to you soon so uh we're done there is one more short episode that we will do and it will be another Spooky Awards. Uh, I have found some awards music that's royalty free. <laughs> and I'm going to use it. There's going to be an intro I'm going to show everybody. Um, but I'm going to do one of my like, uh, 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 like, a, like a pageant voice or like a... a the Dundies. Yeah. So I'm going to do that and get it going. Um, but so in that episode, I will quickly go over like five seconds I'll go over all the movies, and then we will pick the five that, in our opinion, were the best of the season, and then we will hopefully agree on the Rubber Award, the worst movie of the season, and so there's probably three or four that I can feel that are there, Uh, but no, uh, we'll finish this up, and then we will prepare our bodies for the fifth annual, sixth, fifth, fifth, I don't even know what, year it is, the fifth annual halloween screamathon i'll tell you now the list is absurd there's some new movies coming out that are really really they look really good (laughs) um there's some older ones that i've been excited to watch for a very long time there's another one from my past uh i'll tell you now night of the demons man i've been wanting to watch this with with my friends for a long time Mm -hmm. it's stupid but it's it's graphic-y you know it's like that late 80s scary um But there's some good ones out there I want to do. Um, But no, I'm very excited. This is what started it all. 31 Scary Movies. And I'm excited to get this going. So, uh, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you at the Spooky Awards show. Okay, bye guys.
3: Toots. Bye.
0: Now that's spooky.